Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Un podcast para ti y para mí. Tamarindo Podcast is your hosts, Luis Octavio and Brenda Gonzalez. And we are your socially conscious talk show with a Latino vibe. We are amigos talking politics, food, music, and life. Welcome! Okay, this is Brenda from Tamarindo Podcast. This is our introduction to what you're about to hear now, Saturday, uh, on the week of election. So I've had some time to cry, to be upset. Um, and I'm still very angry, as I know many of you are as well. But um, we did have the opportunity to record this episode during election night. And you'll hear some great interviews with some fellow Latinas on the race and then also we had an opportunity here in California to go to a Prop 64 party as well which was was passed you'll learn about Prop 64 in, in this podcast briefly and um, we still think it's important for you to hear this journey emotional journey on election night um, I think that the results of this election for a long time to come will probably be revisited many times here on the Tamarindo podcast but um Wanted, I just want to make sure that we get this out to you. You'll, you will relive some of the emotional uh, roller coaster that maybe many of you joined us in feeling on on Tuesday. This is an episode with with just um, Charis Delgadillo of uh, Latino Rebels and Brenda Gonzalez, me myself from Tamarindo Podcast. And like I said, this is a Latina focus. We we focus on speaking to Latinas that were part of this this great fight. So enjoy the what you're about to hear. It's our first experiment on a on the road interviewing people with our travel mic, which all of you made possible through your donations. So it's going to be a little bit different than what you normally hear when we're able to record in the studio. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And um, again, I think this the results of this election and the impact and what it means are going to be reoccurring themes moving forward. And I also want to send a big via internet wave hug to all of you that are in fear that are having anger and sadness uh, I am here with you I also just participated in there's been several demonstrations here in downtown Los Angeles today it's Saturday November 12th I took a moment with um, producer Jeff to walk through the streets and there was people of all colors sh um, saying things like immigrants belong here trans lives matter black lives matter it was a lot of great show of unity, um, tears, um, energy towards hopefully some positive out of this, um, which I know it's very difficult to even imagine that. But um, I, I want you to know that I'm speaking to you from a better position than if I, if you if I had recorded this intro on Wednesday, the day after the election. And uh, I just want to tell you that we are with you, and um, I, we will continue to voice our concerns with the results of this election and the implications for many like you and I. So uh, continue to support the Tamarindo podcast, continue to share other with other people this, this show that's for you and uh, tell us what you think. You can always reach out to us, tamarindopodcast at gmail.com. Okay, enjoy the show. All right, Tamarindos and Latino Rebels are here on election night. This is Brenda Gonzalez with Tamarindo and... This is Charis Salgadillo with Latino Rebels. Kiwo. Yeah, and we are two traviesas on election night. This is a, a Latina-only 
special podcast on election night. We're going to tell you our thoughts as the night progresses, probably after a few drinks. So listen to our, our the tone of our voice change. So Shadis, where are we right now? All right now we are in downtown LA in Placita Alvera in like it's like a combined event of a lot of like so it's not, I think it's NCLR other Latino groups KPCC so a lot of local uh, Loyola Marymount University a lot of local groups came together to host this election night watch party. Actually, Telemundo's involved. So Telemundo's was playing on the screens as well as CNN. And right now it's around 7 o'clock. So too early to tell, although it looks like Trump is leading. What are your thoughts right now? Right now it's really scary um, because I checked, I was looking at the results and it seems that at this moment Trump is up in the electoral votes. It seems that a lot of the states that he's winning are right now are in the southern states um, on the over on the east coast. So it's only a portion of the country, but so far he is up on the electoral votes. But there's still everything else that needs to be counted. And we all know that a lot of people are casting their votes around this time, now that they're getting out of work. The polls close at 8 p.m. So we have yet to see what's the 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 um, the middle of uh, middle America, you know, which way which way middle America is going to sway, and you know, and some of the swing states. So, but right now, um, definitely the vibe here in Los Angeles seems to be very celebratory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, you have all these organizations that um, came and, and media outlets, local media outlets here in Los Angeles that came together. So you have a lot of uh, you know after hours people in suits coming here to kind of be part of this incredible election historical election and it's also a community event too so you know this is open to the public um so you know we're just gonna like you know walk around after a few drinks you know and and just kind of check out what some people have to say definitely some traviesas running around downtown la on election night seeing what we can get into and see what people have to say very exciting uh i will also say that some people wearing pat suits i think more for not only because they came from work, but some people, like me, for instance, I do not wear a pantsuit normally, but I'm wearing one <laughs> politically. And it is a sacrifice because we're here in Los Angeles. It's like 85 plus degrees. Yes. I'm sweating, but I'm doing this because it's, you know, the pantsuit movement. So <laughs> so we're going to check in with some other Latinas throughout the night. Uh, Latinas votes. We all voted. Many of us voted early. And actually, before we uh, pause for a little bit of drinking, Sharice, I want to know, what are your thoughts on Latinos voting early? Like, did people expect people to vote this much? Um, you know, I'm I, I'm not quite sure yet, to be honest. I mean, because I was watching some CNN last night, and they're saying that um, a, bre- a breaking record number of Latinos votes have already been counted. Um, I think my question to what, what you're bringing up right now, I actually have another question on top of that to dissect that further, is, you know, where are some of those votes coming from? Because we know that in some areas... You know, such as like in Arizona, there's been like a lot of voter suppression. So I'm trying to figure out some of those early voters, um, what kind of regions of within their state are they coming from? Are they coming from more rural areas, um, from people who may not be able to take time off work to go vote that decided to go vote early? Or are these like the more, let's say, um, college educated uh, Latinos that, you know, went ahead and just wanted to get their vote out as soon as possible because they couldn't get time off work. So I'm trying to figure out like me, myself, where these early voter voter, uh, Latino voters came from. Because some of the issues, for example, in some states is that, you know, you have 
Latinos in more rural areas and with like polls getting shut down that they don't have access to to go in person and vote. So it would be interesting to like when statistics come in after after this election to get like a like a more elaborate breakdown of where the Latino vote came from. Very interesting. Okay, so maybe we'll have more to come on that. All right. Well, let's keep uh, exploring and then we'll check in with you as the night progresses. You will see hopefully it's good news and not bad news because we're ready to give some chanclas to Trump, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And hopefully, you know, uh, this this kind of, we'll see some progress on this country and not uh, this country go back to the old the stone ages. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. Checking in later. All right, we're fantasizing. Actually, we're calling it day nightmaring. Day nightmaring if the election doesn't go as we want and we think Trump wins. So, in a day nightmare scenario, what are we doing if Trump wins? Uh, if Trump wins, I will look for a job in Mexico and find a way to actually work out there for at least four years and um, inspire people to become U.S. citizens so that once they're out here, they can actually vote for a Democrat. Oh, I like that plan. Okay, that's Olga. She's in health. She's a Latina. This is a Latina-only podcast. Sharice, tell us, what are you going to do if... Wait, let's not even say what you're going to do. Hypothetically, in a nightmare scenario, what would you do if Trump wins? You know, I was having this conversation with my family, and I was like, wow, like, I need to get on my game and get my dual citizenship. <laughs> and, like, possibly if I need to, like, go work in Mexico, then go work in Mexico. But I'm like, okay, well, what's worse? Like, Trump or narcos? Or not- and you're a journalist. You're a journalist, so who? Yeah, so I'm like, Trump or narcotres? Trump or narcotres? I'm like, well, at least the narcos aren't racist. <laughs> Yeah, they kill anybody. <laughs> Basically, equal opportunity, like, you know, uh, assassins, sicarios. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, facing, you know, Trump and like his paddy wagons and rounding up like the Latinos. It's like, well, maybe I can go back to Mexico and like, you know, work with the Latinos that get deported back or something, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a lot of them. So right now, and there, there would be more, right, if he wins. Right now, uh, we're checking in. It's, been, it's like, what time is it? I don't know, 8-ish? And, uh, oh, it's much earlier. It's only 7. And right now, Florida is too close to call. And that's what made us all nervous because we were thinking Florida is going to for sure go to Hillary, we were thinking. And it would be very surprising. So right now, that's why we're having hypothetical nightmare scenarios because we're nervous. So we'll check in with you a little bit later. Okay, what you're going to hear next is an interview with a... Hello, Latina on election night. We did quite a few of these check-in interviews with folks. So let's hear what this Latina has to say. If you can tell us like your first name and tell us your impression so far. Um, Hillary is, you know, uh, Donald Trump is up in terms of the electoral votes. So if you can tell us your first name and what your impressions are so far of the poll results. My name is Glenis. Honestly, I feel so disappointed, sad. I can't believe it. I'm still waiting. I still have the hope that Hillary will win, but uh, it's kind of hard right now. So, um, yeah, because obviously Hillary Hillary Clinton is is down. Um, like, what what are you like and like when you wake up tomorrow? Like, what kind of? I mean, what do you want? Uh, what are you hoping for? I'm still hoping Hillary win. I mean. People need to go and vote, that's it. I don't like Trump. I don't know how the country is going to be after this. 
So I don't know, to be honest. It's sad. I've, I, I don't want to cry, but I feel like crying. So for me, I'm still hoping that people still, we still have like, here in California, we still have like an hour. So it's still time. I don't know why Latinos didn't vote for Hillary. It seems like most Latinos forget the way they come to this country as illegal immigrants, and, and it seems like they forgot. So, so what are you gonna do if Trump wins? Cry. <laughs> Cry. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I knew a lot of people that they told me, oh, we're gonna vote for Trump just because, for fun. We are tired of the Democratic Party, la la la, so it's like, sad to know that I know those people and, and thanks to them Trump is winning and where are you from I'm from Honduras Honduras all right well thank you very much okay so can you tell us um, your first name my name is Luisa Luisa donde, uh, where are you from Pico Union Pico Union are you from Latin Los Angeles close to downtown two blocks away from the Staples Center there you go. Eres Latina? Of course. So, Pico Union. Because <laughs> only Latinos live in Pico Union. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, your thoughts? Uh, Hillary took Colorado. Your thoughts? Absolutely. We have Latinos in Colorado. We have friends in Colorado who walked every house and knocked on every door to make sure that our people are out there representing and voting for Hillary. Um, what are your thoughts so far, though? Because it seems like Trump is still ahead. Never. The night is still early. As a Wellesley alum, Wellesley will bring it down. It's sisterhood in action. That's why we wear our white pantsuit tonight. Well, there you go. White pantsuit in the house. But what are you going to do if Trump wins? Move to Canada. It seems like a lot of people are willing to move out of this country if Trump wins. I have my assets, liquid, cash, ready to bail out of the U.S. Well, there you have it. Words from another wise Latina on election night coverage. Gracias. I Thank you so much. Brenda, what I've been noticing is that there's so many Latino powerhouses here. We had ex-editor Gil Cedillo, um, Representative um, Javier Becerra, and the mayor of Los Angeles here. Um, Eric Garcetti, yeah, they're all here. I know, I'm just like, wow, so this is the place to be, so, you know. I know, it's surprising because I thought this was going to be like the place to start the night, and then you go to the fancier ones, but literally everybody's here. Everybody's here. Uh, we're looking at the screen right now. It looks like um, still... Too close to call. Anything major, not much has changed in the last couple times we checked in on you. But what we have noticed is just like, who's here? So many people. It's really hot, even though it's outside. And the other thing I'm noticing, too, is like my single friends kind of crowding like the one and only good looking guy here. That's, kind of the thing. <laughs> That's on the hashtag Chingona Harmony. <laughs> yeah, this is I mean, honestly, if you're going to if you're going to meet so, like the love of your life, why not meet him on election night? Because you know he's educated, you know he's political, you know he's supporting. Hopefully he's on the right side of things. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, definitely 
Um, there are just a lot of Latino powerhouses here at this event. And I thought it was going to be more of like an open community event. But there's a lot of like a very important political figures here. So there's some people yelling over at the crowd. Yeah, yeah. There's some cheering. There's some cheering. It looks like Virginia is, pro is a projected, projected ganador. I forget that was this Telemundo, so the screens are in Spanish. <laughs> but Virginia for Hillary so far, projected. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Yes, matracas, matracas, matracas. I should have brought my traveling matraca for this. <laughs> awesome. Okay, we'll keep checking in with you. So please tell us uh, your first name. Angelica. And Angelica, where are you from? I'm from Los Angeles. I currently live in Highland Park. Latina, Mexican descent? Yes, I'm Latina. My parents are from Mexico. I was born and raised here in the U.S. I'm married to a wonderful Puerto Rican, a New Yorker really, um, who transplanted here from New York many years ago. And we have our young daughter. Wonderful. So we have an established, proud Latino family here in Los Angeles. Um, at this event so far, the results so far, Donald Trump is up. What are your thoughts? It's a little scary. I mean, I want to stay optimistic because the night isn't over. And obviously, as we move from east to west, hopefully we'll see more blue states come up. But it's a little daunting, I think, to think of a world that may wake up to a red United States. It's kind of scary. What are you going to do if Trump wins? I mean, there's nothing to do but to continue, you know, you continue living, continue proving that as a Mexicana born in the U.S., that I contribute positively, that I continue to be optimistic about my community, um, and to really, really get involved at the local level so that whatever kind of policies he and his administration try to pass, they don't have any traction locally. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Oh my God, guys. Si se puede. Go California putting Clinton up ahead from 190 to Trump to 172. Hell yeah, California. That's all, they were just waiting for us. It was just on us. My stomach is literally hurting. Like it's actually yeah. making weird feelings in my, in my insides. Cali Republic always represents and holds it down. Oh my god, okay, she, she's pretty stoked. Oh my god, oh. Idaho, boo. All right, that, that changed the mood a little bit over here. How, how are we feeling a little bit now? Oh, Washington. It's changing the mood a little bit. The music is has stopped, but when it's back on, it'll actually match the mood a little bit. All right, guys, it's looking better. It's looking better. Basically, this is listening, listening into our emotional roller coaster is what this is. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's emotional roller coaster. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh. All right, guys. It's looking better. It's looking better. What's concerning? You know, I was talking to some people, and I felt that their expectation wasn't so much that Trump wasn't just going to lose, but he was going to lose bad. But this is such a close race right now that it's very concerning that the country's so divided. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I think I think a lot of us were expecting 
a landslide win. And right now at 8, eight o'clock Western time here in California, it's not a landslide. So it's a nail biter. Yeah, that is concerning. Uh, what do you think that'll be like for Clinton if she's elected? The country being so divided. I'll get back to you on that. I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. Como estará? Okay, we just we just walked over to another screen, uh, and this screen has Bloomberg projecting Trump as the winner, two zero one to one ninety, and. Sharice and I, we're back on a low. <laughs> what do you feel now? I mean, this projection is giving Florida to Trump. So, again, this is Bloomberg News' projection. So, other news outlets so far are not giving Florida to Trump. So, I would rather not watch Bloomberg. <laughs> Okay, we'll solve that problem by just turning around, looking at another screen. Okay, basically, we're having a meltdown. <laughs> Marilyn, Marilyn went to Hillary. Uh, projected winner. Projected winner. There's a. We just saw Kansas, it, which we know there's Latinos there. Que pasó? Went to Trump. Uh, what else are we seeing? I don't know anymore. I'm like heartbroken. Like I don't understand why people would vote for Trump. Like I don't know. I don't know, guys. Do you are you do you think this is gonna go our way right now? It's uh, almost eight o'clock in the in the West Coast. What do we think? It's 131 Clinton, 168 Trump. Do you think it's going to go our way right now, Sharice? I don't know. There's still more states. Um, I mean, Florida still hasn't been declared. And there's still a lot of the western um, states. So it's not. it ain't over till it's over. All right, all right. Aquí estamos feeling hopeful? Question mark? <laughs> I'm like, so uh, maybe I should get that uh, dual citizenship sooner than later. Maybe not I think about it anymore, but do it. Because there's, there's a lot of suits here. Maybe the Mexican consulate is here. <laughs> Let's go find him. Oh, Lord. Do you know how to support the Tamarindo podcast? By listening? Duh. Yeah. But what if you uh, haven't figured out how to listen to a podcast? Then they should go on our Instagram and figure it out. That's right. Because you <laughs> you've made a video. It shows you all the steps to, sh to find the Tamarindo podcast. What if you're with a friend and you know they would like the Tamarindo podcast, but they don't listen to podcasts? What can you do? Then they can pull their credit card out and give us some money. No, I'm saying, well, that's one way. You could definitely support <laughs> the money. But take that person's phone and upload the Tamarindo podcast for them. Yes. Super easy. We want you to tell your friends about Tamarindo 
And if you don't have any money to give us on our GoFundMe, which we accept donations, if you don't have money for that, but you also have known time, as GoFundMe Tacos. Go, GoFundMe Tacos. If you if you have a little bit of time, just take two minutes and give us a review on iTunes. It helps other people find our podcast. We are totally independent. We yes. don't have any big media behind us, although we'll welcome yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> so help us be seen and tell someone about the Tamarindo Podcast. Woo-woo. Right. What you're going to hear next is when we transition to another party across town over to the Prop 64 Victory Party. If you've been a fan of the Tamarindo podcast, you might remember our War on Drugs episode with Armando Budino of the Drug Policy Alliance. We went to the DPA Victory Night Party and talked to some folks there. And also we had the opportunity to hear from Dream Hampton, who's... Um, been very involved in the campaign to decriminalize marijuana and you'll hear a little bit from her and uh, I encourage you to look up Dream Hampton and she's been a figure for many years trying to decriminalize the use of marijuana and this was definitely a victory for her so you'll get to hear from her also All right. We have changed venues. Now we're at the Prop 64 Victory Party. So what's Prop 64? What do you know about it? Uh, well, this is Chari. So um, Prop 64 is for the legalization of recreational marijuana use in the state of California. It seems that we have one by the smell of weed coming into the Prop 64 party and the anthem, Mary Jane. Yep, yep. So the tone's a little more positive here. People are very happy about Prop 64. This is exciting because it will um, hopefully provide some avenue of relief for po- people serving sentences for petty use of marijuana. And uh, I think it's going to be an exciting time. I think California can set the wave for more legalization across the country. So that part of it is good. But people still look a little bit concerned. And I think it's because the presidential election right now, it's what, 830 and um, there isn't a clear winner, but everybody's very nervous about how close it is right now. So let's see if we can ask some folks about 64 as well as what they think about the presidential election. So we're going to walk around and try to find someone to talk to us. Okay, first tell us your name. Hi, my name is Leslie Otanias. And, and you've been involved in the Prop 64 campaign. Tell us a little bit about your work and how you feel tonight. Sure. So I work um, on the complementary campaign, the Californians for Responsible Marijuana Reform. We're here based in the Southern California, L.A. region. Um, Basically, what I've been doing with my colleague Armando Gudinho is doing a lot of the Latino outreach, the millennial outreach, especially because we knew that Latinos will be able to make or break this election. We, you know, I believe in Florida... um, just with the early voters, we had more Latino voters voting early, more than this last previous entire presidential election. The entire, that was just early voting. That's a, that was amazing. So we have, especially because we've been coming out in record numbers, we're definitely, I know people always say, you know, the sleeping giant because our numbers were, were, no, were not nearly as high as they should have been, but every year you see we've always come out stronger. Every year we break a, we break a record. So it, we looked a lot at the data, you know, what's, how much, how 
what's the potential for you know Latinos, the millennials, who should be our target groups, and that's that that really um, that really helped us finalize our strategy. So that's the, those are definitely the group that we targeted, Latino millennials um, in, in particular. We were very concerned with the undervoting. We know we had 17 state initiatives you know, about seven or so local initiatives. So we that was definitely a huge concern, uh, particularly the Trump effect or the, um, I believe someone else called it something else, the Trump Trump bump. I heard that one as well. Meaning, you know, people, Latinos particularly are going to go out and vote in record numbers. And we know that they're the most unfavorable of legalization. So that definitely was something that we were concerned about, but very prepared for about uh, as well. Um, back a few months ago, we were, you know, doing our polling data, doing, you know, focus groups, really trying to narrow down what is it, what is it, what were the most um, compelling messages of this proposition that that resonate with them? You know, is it is it the deportations? Is it, you know, what is it? And a pair of, unfortunately, deportations wasn't in the top five, but it was in the top. It was in the top five, but it wasn't, you know, the the leading, I, the leading one, which was I thought was surprising. It was more about, you know, not wasting cop resources um, with the revenue piece, the tight the restrictions to protect children. Children were a huge concern in this, you know, for across the polling, across, you know, our focus groups. The children were always our huge concern, and. That was really great because we have the most, you know, tight restrictions in any other nation, more so than Colorado, more so than all the other states. But we've also been able to learn from them. We worked with all those other states and Uruguay in helping them develop their legislation. So we've done this before. We've learned from our mistakes and we try to, you know, um, build on our strengths, I think, making this more restrictive, but yet very progressive in, in its nature. You know, it's huge sentencing reforms. Um, People won't be denied the, the the ability to join the industry just because they've had a former conviction. Children will never be incarcerated. That was a huge win for us. Right now, or previously, before before this was called, they were treated as adults, and and right now we know that's that's unacceptable. You can't treat you know 17 year old equivalent to a 34 year old or however however old they are. That they're just they're not the same. So we, we had huge sentencing reforms. That was a huge win for us. So that was a little bit about what I do. Yeah, how, and how do you feel right now? So right now, how do you feel? I am so overwhelmed with joy. With I think I, I put a lot of myself into this, and I think it, it all paid off because I knew... I knew that this wasn't just about me, and that's what kept me pushing, you know over 60 hours a week and still going to school and managing my time, you know, because I knew that it, it was, it's not about marijuana. It's about all the families that have been separated and I don't want that to ever happen again. I don't want, you know, 7,000 people being deported for marijuana possession. That's unacceptable to me. I don't want children to be separated from their families because they're being criminalized. That's what it was about for me. It wasn't about marijuana, you know, regardless if you hate it, you like it, you use it. This was more than that. This was the first step to ending the drug war. California will set a precedent. They'll set a narrative, not just for the nation, but for the world. And I think it's time for the world to listen now.
Great. I'm, I'm really excited. I share your joy. Didn't do the work. You guys did the work. But I'm super happy to see that this passed. And to me, it really was about the criminal justice reforms. And so I'm hoping this will kind of open the floodway, floodgates for more progress on that front. Um, now, shifting a little bit to the presidential election, how do you feel right now? And Because I know you're also tracking that right now. This is a fun party on 64, but we're also watching the election. And uh, at this moment, what are you feeling? Right now, like I said before, I was happy. I was getting emotional. That was my first reaction, was crying and then screaming. Um, I've, I've kind of distanced myself from, from super monitoring the, the election, but I've been hearing it. I've been watching it now and then over time, and I've always just been confident for, for the longest time. But I got most of it because <laughs> I forgot to put it in airplane mode. Okay, no, I didn't do that. It's still good. We'll edit this. Okay, no worries. <laughs> so I, I, have, I haven't been able to monitor as, as much as, you know, others, but I have been, I've been hearing some of it, I've been watching some of it, and I am very nerve-wracked right now, very anxious. Um, I've, I don't feel like Trump will win, and that's mostly what I, what I want. I don't want him to win. But I think I'm really hoping that it's just a media ploy, you know, that right now we're just it's like the Super Bowl and we're being entertained and, and it's just being used for us to keep watching and, and you know, keep us. I hope, so. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope so, too, for the sake of this country and for the sake of this world, because we are huge leaders. And I know that whatever we do really affects the whole world and, and which leader we have has the potential to affect millions of people. It's not just about money. I think people have been so focused on that and, you know, he's a businessman, but he, but she does this and this and this, and it's, it's not about money, you know, regardless, it's about, I think a lot of it has to do with values, you know, it's, it's your experience, your values, everything, and who has the best interests of this entire country, and regardless if it's Whoever it is, as long as it's not Trump, I will be ecstatic. That that's just what I what I would hope for this country, for the sake of all of us. All right, I hope you're right. Okay, well, thank you so much for talking to us. Congratulations again on the victory on 64, and hopefully it'll still go go our way before the night ends. Thank you so much. I'm from Detroit. The whole world is always depending on Detroit to fix some shit. Um, I think we did it tonight. I hope we did. Um, and I'm from a, an era, the 80s and 90s, where a lot of my friends made a lot of money because they were really good at drug dealing. And they did decades in prison because they were good at providing the service. So I'm really happy to see the end of the prohibition on marijuana. Um, I, when the, we couldn't have imagined the end of prohibition on alcohol looking like people who had thrived in that underground market not being able to participate in the above ground market. In fact, the whole Jack Daniels marketing campaign is built on what, what a great bootlegger he was. The whole Kennedy. Um, legacy is built on what a great bootlegger Joseph Kennedy was. So there are these on-ramps um, from that that began with the prohibition of uh, with the ending of the prohibition of alcohol that magically disappeared when it came to ending the prohibition on marijuana. Colorado, 
who y'all really didn't think Colorado was going to be adult use before y'all, did you? Cali, laid back, smoking, no. Colorado got legal first, right? But then they created this way to deny people who have been really good, maybe only good at one fucking thing, selling drugs. And Colorado said, if you have a drug felony, you can't now participate in the multi-billion dollar above ground industry. And that is racism. Right. We need economic equity. And I'm so glad that the people who drafted this bill removed that racist prevention. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because I know that was hard. Yeah, that's hard because you have to deal with law enforcement when you're making writing these bills. So thank you. Um, that makes this revolutionary. So when we come to Michigan, which I've been telling Asha, let's get our ground game together now. Let's start talking to the growers. We don't have a humble militia in Michigan, but we do have, you know, growers, and let's get them in compliance. Like, let's not just do info sessions, but let's pull out our pencils, and we're gonna like walk you through. If you're a grower, we're gonna walk you through how to fill out this paperwork and get in compliance, so we don't have that pushback from growers that we have with 64. So, um, like Asha said, a lot of people got in line, you know, for someone who wants to help with the Michigan ground game, let me know. Um, I still live in Santa Monica and I also live in Detroit. Um, yes, Jay-Z came on early. We began working on this video a year ago. No one wanted to fund this. I went to Amnesty International. Um, Asha, I think, tried to reach out to people to fund the video. It was expensive. It had animation. It was hand-drawn. I don't know if any of you saw it in the New York Times. Come on now! But it was Asha who saw that this was a unique ability to kind of unpack the history of the war on drugs. Um, the, the collaboration between Molly Crab, Bill, and Jay-Z, and she funded it. And she reached into her purses and she begged and fought for that money and she made it happen. So thank you, Asha, always. Um, and then, you know, everyone else wants to get involved. Katy Perry came through at the last minute tonight and tweeted out. <laughs> 64, um, because we were able to explain to them that this is a criminal justice issue. That whether you smoke or not, you know, we, uh, it's still the engine that's driving the war on drugs. So thank you for ending that tonight, everyone. All right, it is now 9.33 here in the West Coast in California. We are uh, going to end our recording because we're out of batteries. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Se nos fueron las pilas. But uh, right now, the projections are not good for us. It's looking like, like Trump may take it. So Yeah, Trump is at 238 and Hillary is at 209. So I'm already getting messages on WhatsApp from my family in Mexico about cracking jokes about how they're going to have to start building the wall. So it's one of those things that you never really thought was going to be possible, but now you're seeing the numbers, and it's very concerning. Um, the mind state of, of uh, citizens of the United States. <gasps> well, Nevada, it looks like Hillary took Nevada. Is that helpful? Is that hopeful? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I did, go, I did go volunteer for her in Vegas that one weekend. So, um, yeah. So, 238. To, oh, yeah. So, Hillary's up now at 215. So, that's where it's at, yo. So, that's what it is. We have yet to see 
what kind of world we're going to be waking up to tomorrow morning. All right. So uh, signing out on election night for this very somber, now somber episode, <laughs> except for yay, Prop 64. Uh, this is Brenda Gonzalez from the Tamarindo Podcast and Charis Salgadillo from Latino Rebels. Goodbye. This is now the morning after the election. This is Brenda from the Tamarindo Podcast. I wanted to do a final check-in because we signed off. Um, Sharice and I signed off the night of the election where it wasn't looking good, but it wasn't as grim as it is now this morning where it's final. Um, the American people have elected a racist, misogynist, billionaire um, and many of us are just left in shock and really with many questions as to how this could have happened so um, wanted to close out our segment our episode oh what a roller coaster it has been um, and it's been an interesting experiment to talk to our fellow Latinas that have worked on this election that are impacted that have voted that have participated and um it's very difficult to feel hopeful this morning it was difficult to go to bed it was difficult to um wake up positive um it is going to be a very long road ahead of us and i would welcome any of your thoughts if you have things to say thoughts on the election please email tamarindopodcast at gmail.com, tamarindopodcast at gmail.com. What did you think of the election? What are, are you hopeful? What do you think is ahead? And how are you taking care of yourself? Let us know, tamarindopodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Todos me dicen el negro llorona, negro pero cariñoso. Todos me dicen el negro llorona, negro pero cariñoso. Yo soy como el chile verde llorona, picante pero Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI FPEI 220099. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.